0: So as a clinical hygienist, I was coached myself. I also have a real passion for education. So I think teaching is part of the core of what a dental professional needs to do in order to be effective at their job. So that's kind of the combination of what a coach or a consultant would do.
1: I'm Corey Brown, and this is Provides the Path to Owning It podcast, where I sit down with trusted industry experts and Provides Network, to give you the tools and advice you need to take your practice ownership dreams into your own hands. From owning your own practice to expanding or improving an existing practice, we'll help pave the way for you to achieve your dental or veterinary career dreams and guide you through all the nuances of the practice ownership journey. Please make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen. Today we're here at the Greater New York Dental Meeting in Manhattan and have the absolute pleasure of interviewing Isla Narayan, Executive Coach with Fortune Management. Fortune Management is fully committed to helping doctors and their teams turn their dreams into realities. They achieve this by bringing a balance of practice management and personal development. Isla has cultivated a passion for public health and education over her 20 years in the dental field. Her goal is to continue to inspire, develop, and educate professionals who share her passion for making a positive impact. Individuals who have a drive to create and grow a vision that will support the growth of dentistry and expand access to quality, doctor, and patient-led care are her client base. Ayla, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining us here today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm really excited to dive into your career, but first I think we should just get a little background. So how did you get started in dentistry?
0: I have this obsession for smiles and smiling. I think it's the portal. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's really important that people can do that confidently, not hold back. So I went down that path to help people smile without thinking about it.
1: That led you to becoming a hygienist yourself, correct? That's
0: right. I have an assistant first. Okay. So I was a dental assistant initially early on, 16 years old. And then I got my dental hygiene license a few years after that.
1: And you've worked in multiple different practices, right? I think that's, yeah. as you told me before, kind of made you more of a well-rounded hygienist, right?
0: I was blessed. Truly, I worked under a lot of amazing providers. I had a lot of different experiences, and that's really what gave me the opportunity to move my career in the direction that it went to.
1: Sure, sure. So what led you from becoming a hygienist yourself into coaching dental teams? Where did that passion come from?
0: So as a clinical hygienist, I was coached myself. So I learned pretty early on the power of trusting someone and going through a process that maybe you don't fully understand, but listening and being coachable and reaping the results and the benefits of that. So coaching, I was really, again, lucky that that was brought into my career really early on. I also have a real passion for education. So I think teaching is part of the core of what a dental professional needs to do in order to be effective at their job. So that's kind of the combination of what a coach or a consultant would do.
1: And you saw the benefits of that yourself being coached. What did that look like for you?
0: Absolutely. So like I said, I worked in a lot of different practices and most of them were really nice practices. So those doctors, my bosses, they saw the value in bringing in different coaching. And then you, we know there's a lot, right? There's, there's a flavor for every practice. And I got the opportunity to be coached by several different groups, companies, coaches along the way, and. Ultimately, it was just a really positive experience, even though I was resistant at first.
1: And why is that? We see that sometimes when coaches are brought into practices. Is it just the fear of change? Or what do you think that resistance comes from?
0: I think the resistance comes from the want to not be a salesperson. Yeah. It's kind of the dirty word of mastery, Right. Yeah, I don't want to be a salesperson is what I hear all the time. And I take a different approach. I think you just have to have the power of influence. And it stems from the belief in what you're doing. You have to believe in your product. What's your product yeah. It's yourself first, but you're a healthcare provider. So your product is health. So it comes from belief and understanding that selling what you're selling is not a bad thing. You're doing a service.
1: Let's go with the hygiene example. Once a hygienist kind of embraces this coaching and that sort of thing, what's the best way to kind of measure their performance moving forward?
0: Mm, Performance, right? (laughs) (laughs) So that question boils down to what's the most important thing a hygienist can do? And that is ultimately get the care to her or his patients, that care that they need right? In order to stay healthy, you know, we're learning more and more about oral systemic links, right? Mm -hmm. It's just getting stronger and stronger. We know that. Yeah. So it's, we can't separate it out anymore. So ultimately you have to come from an understanding of this is a good thing that I'm doing. I'm doing this for a positive impact on people, I should get really good at doing that and influencing them into making better choices for themselves. For themselves,
1: exactly. And on average, what does a hygiene department contribute to the overall production in a day in an office?
0: So average kind of sounds like, okay, we want a metric, right? Yeah. So easy answer, 33%. But what does a hygienist really contribute to the overall production in a day? They are a co-diagnostician, right? They are enrolling, they're an educator, they're teaching and also building trust and value, right? The hygienist spends 45 minutes to an hour with a patient, a doctor spends three. So it's a big difference. So your job is not just to go in there and make small talk. Your job is to teach the patient about why they should be there in the first place. Why is this a priority?
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of patients tend to have a fear of going to the dentist in the first place. Right. How important is that trust between the hygienist and the patient?
0: Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> yeah. Insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be there. Yeah. Uh, Without that, that, there's no path forward.
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of patients love to see the same hygienist every six months, right? So how important is it to have kind of that consistent patient experience or process in place?
0: I think that's the same across any industry, right? How do you feel when you go somewhere that you had an amazing experience one time and you bring all your friends? (laughs) You're like, we're going to have a great time. (laughs) And then it's not that, right? It's even more disappointing than had you had a bad experience the first time because now you're enrolled in something and you get disappointed. Yeah. So I think it's really important for the practices to have a consistent, thoughtful patient experience, right? Ultimately boiling it down to what does each individual patient need? So that's a culture mindset.
1: And when trying to implement something like that in a practice, maybe for the first time, how do you get the team's buy-in to try something new like that? Mm.
0: So we at Fortune and I, fully having drank the (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid, believe in enrolling the entire team in the process, right? They should be a part of the decision-making, you know? There are insights that your assistants have that you as a doctor do not. Mm -hmm. Same with hygienists, administrators, and even the relationships that you build with your patients, knowing what they want, right? Because if you're building a product, you need to know what people both want and need so you should gather that information from all of your reliable sources yeah. and then develop your product accordingly so ultimately everybody needs to be involved and in that way they will have naturally taken that on to themselves yeah
1: it's almost like them being part of that decision they can kind of understand the why behind mm-hmm. we're making this change right they
0: created the why
1: yeah not just here do this new thing right but this is you know the bigger why behind why we're asking you to do this Absolutely. I think that's totally important too You know, Isla, we've talked about ways to make your hygienist more profitable, but when we come back, I'd like to get your take on how to best implement specific changes in your practice. More with Isla Narayan after the short break. Meet the newest reason to finance your dream practice with Provide. The Provide Card, the credit card built specifically for dental and veterinary practice owners. Available in addition to your Provide practice loan with the Provide Card, You'll be transported to a world of new opportunities for your practice, where you can securely make bulk supply orders and earn tailored rewards on your purchases. You can earn up to 3% rewards on healthcare practice and lab supplies, and 1% rewards on all other purchases all the time, with no rotating categories and no point expiration. At Provide, we're creating the future of personalized banking for healthcare practice owners. To learn how to apply for your tailored card with tailored benefits, contact your Provide representative or visit getprovide.com slash provide card for more information, including rewards terms and conditions. I'm Corey Brown, and this is Provides the Path to Owning It podcast. We're back with Isla Narayan, executive coach with Fortune Management, to discuss more ways to improve the profitability of your dental hygiene department. I, I mean, we're here at one of the biggest dental conventions of the year, right, at the greater New York. Tell me about your experience here. What are you seeing on the floor what are people asking you? What's new that you can share with the audience that we're seeing here today? Yeah,
0: I, I've been coming to Greater New York for a really long time, okay? I am a New Yorker. Yeah, um, But I'm actually in a booth, right, with Fortune Management. And what we're seeing is just real engagement with the doctors, honestly. You might see me walking around with my magic wand asking you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you had one wish and you could change one thing in your dental practice, what would it be?
1: it's a great question it's
0: a great question and you get a lot of answers a lot of different answers (laughs) it's interesting (laughs) and fun but what we're seeing is a lot of new students new grads products on products on products right i mean this is the biggest show most of them are much smaller and here you can find the small fry Guy who's just starting out his business of instruments or floss, <laughs> and you can fly off the behemoths yeah. who are here talking about it, their advancements in technology and leading the way. Yeah. Um, and you have everything in between. It's a beautiful experience. And I love talking to everybody here. I'm all about the people.
1: Is it promising seeing more and more dental students coming through? I know today, like, staffing is a big issue in a lot of offices. What's your kind of long term prediction or? Where do you see that trend leading in the next few years? Yeah,
0: I mean, we've had some disruption happened in our industry the last couple of years, right? We're all kind of still trying to figure out the landscape. Maybe there's fewer dentists, maybe more dentists have multiple locations, right? Maybe more dentists don't want to be business owners anymore and they just want to be providers, right? Like I got the most excited, honestly, when I saw a school of dental assistants
1: walk by my (laughs) They came by here too. (laughs) I was
0: like, yes, (laughs) you know, because we're we're looking for really quality providers for these quality practices because dentists can't work without an assistant or an administrator or a hygienist or vice versa. We all need each other on this team. And just having the talent here now to be able to choose from where it was so dry for so long is extremely exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's amazing to hear. Isla, where would you say is the easiest place to start improving your hygiene department's production?
0: So we always do what's called an opportunity assessment or practice analysis on any practice that we take on. So it's just highlighting where the gaps are, what's the easiest way we can capitalize on on our opportunity. Ultimately, what we see is pretty across the board, with the exception of a few good practices, perio percentages Mm -hmm. are pretty horrifyingly low. Three to 4%, sometimes lower. Yeah. I've, I've done a few recently that are a big goose egg. Okay. Right? So that's just a standard of care conversation, right? And that's right. maybe not the easiest way. If you're talking strictly production i would go into adjunct services kind of like we want to give our hygienists some easy successes like understand we can do this because this is for the benefit of our patients i would go fluoride all the way right. if you're in vale colorado maybe not but you have other <laughs> products yeah right i mean it's your patient base we've got to talk seriously about sure. that but um fluoride and whitening ortho which is not just cosmetic yeah right? we know what it does to the dentition so ultimately just educating your hygienists giving them the opportunity to learn about the products bring products to the table themselves right what do you want to educate your patients about
1: what are some more um, advanced techniques or ideas for those who are already kind of producing higher than average
0: so myofunctional therapy is pretty amazing Mm -hmm. right Um, the implementations of lasers have really elevated the standard of care as well. And there are, like I said, I mean, just have to walk the floor at Greater New York Dental and see what it is that interests you or what would interest your patient base and implement it. Don't be scared to implement it and learn about it. These things are about skills acquisition, really. Like you've got to learn how to do other things.
1: And when incorporating these new adjunct services, are you a fan of introducing scripts to hygienists in order Mm -hmm. to present this or what's the best way?
0: So I like to say words matter. They really do. But in the big scheme of things, they really only matter about seven <laughs> percent. <Okay. laughs> the rest of it is really, I think, fundamental belief in your, the product, right? And, and what you're selling, right? So if I give you a script to read as a hygienist or as an assistant, they tend to look at me and they're like, well, I'm not an actor. And that's wonderful. I don't think you are, nor do I want you to be. <laughs> I want you to sound like yourself and you should 100% sound like yourself. But you need to keep your eye on the prize. There's a message. Behind everything that you're saying, right? So start with the end in mind. What's the goal? What's the objective? Yeah. I want to get this patient to reappoint. They never reappoint. <laughs> okay. Simple. So we talk about it. How do you ask them to reappoint? Do you want to? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we can go into that coaching, but yeah, it doesn't matter how you say things. It doesn't matter what you say. But ultimately, you really have to sound natural. It has to sound like it's coming from you, and you have to sound like you care. Yeah. Without those components, nothing's going to land.
1: Yeah. Do you find that goal setting and getting the hygienists kind of involved in tracking their own progress and things like that helps improve results? Yeah,
0: fully, fully. I think your whole team needs to see metrics. They need to understand it, right? They need to understand. And it's it's not that the metrics are guiding any one particular action. They are a barometer, a gauge, something to look at, assess, and use to create a strategy or a game plan, right? But they are not the success or the failure It's ultimately, are you going towards what you were trying to achieve? Maybe this metric isn't that important right now. Maybe this is something we should be looking at if we're trying to do something specifically.
1: And to implement kind of getting those metrics, is that something as easy as the hygienists pulling this themselves from the practice management software? Or do you recommend implementing Other software that can do that for the teams. Yeah,
0: so I think simple is best, right? I I like easy. It's hard enough to get them to open up, you know, Open Dental or whatever, (laughs) you know, or House or let alone alone another platform or pull reports. So the platform we find that teams that have platforms to work with that help them systematize approaches to recare reactivation and really keep track of that because those are metrics too are really helpful. For sure. But you can do this. There are Excel sheets, but if you think it's hard to train a team on a metrics platform, try and train dental teams on Excel <laughs> and see that how it works for you. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, I bet. So I think when you're trying to implement anything, ease is good.
1: Yeah. And what are those specific metrics that you would recommend tracking? There's a few. Okay. Um,
0: so let's like go through morning huddle, right? I mean, yeah. first and foremost, I think everybody should be doing a morning huddle, right? And in those metrics, you need to track. Number one, AR. Who owes us money today, and why do they owe us money today? What's our financial policy around this, and what are we going to do with that? Right, and that's not to say that money is the most important thing, but it is the thing.
1: Yeah, and they're in your office, right? They're in what your better office, time to right there. Address, Yeah, right. the issue.
0: Um, and then whether these patients have unscheduled treatments, appointments mm-hmm. that are waiting to be scheduled. What is that? look like? What is that treatment? Talking a little bit why about why they said no last time. So these are all metrics, but diving into the metrics a little bit more. Why do we need those metrics? We want to talk about unscheduled family members early in the morning. I think production and collections are important, but from a standpoint of, are we reaching our overall goals for our investment in ourselves and in our business, right? Because when we do goal setting, we do month by month, yearly annual planning. In fact, Thursday we're doing it. So we definitely believe in everyone having an eye on the metrics, which are important. It really depends on what you're trying to achieve again. And I think it's department specific as well.
1: I would agree. And do you believe in or have you seen success in tying incentives to those metrics? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does yeah. that look like? Or what have you seen that's that. successful? Absolutely. Oh, you're allowed to say that. Okay, Absolutely.
0: Good. <laughs> it is about being tied together as a team. So we have a really great proprietary bonus structure sure. with Fortune, right? And it works wonders. It's really great. Our teams love it, especially if they know and they're taught how to capitalize on it. It is a driver, without a doubt. But if you want to implement your own, just make sure it's tied to your collections, not your production, and make sure it's tied to the team working together. And if you wanna know what that looks like, you can call us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> so let's boil it down to, what's the one thing that hygienists can implement today that will improve their overall profitability the easiest?
0: They should implement a mindset of can I? KNAI means constant and never-ending improvement. It's a mindset. Your profitability will increase only if you're constantly improving your skills, right? And your skills of enrollment, your clinical skills, your how valuable are you to the people that you serve is how profitable you're going to be.
1: And if they would like to work with you and Fortune and learn about all of these amazing proprietary uh, implementation. <laughs> uh, yeah, how yeah, can they get a hold of you?
0: FortuneNortheast.com. Okay. <laughs> we're also on Facebook, Fortune Northeast, right? So we are local to the Northeast region, Maine to New Jersey, and you'll get in touch with one of our fabulous Northeast coaches. There's eight of us.
1: Fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. Islet, we really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us today. You've certainly provided our listeners with some really valuable techniques mm-hmm. to implement in their practices, so. Thank you very much.
0: I appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Path to Owning It. If you're ready to take your practice ownership dreams into your own hands, be sure to visit getprovide.com to pre-qualify and browse our practice marketplace, or check out our news page for more helpful resources. The Path to Owning It is brought to you by the team at Provide, with production assistance from Sarah Parkey, and it's produced by PodCamp Media, branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com producer Dusty Weiss, editor Larry Kilgore III. For Provide, I'm Corey Brown. Thanks for being on the journey with us. Provide is a division of Fifth Third Bank National Association. All opinions expressed by the participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Provide, its affiliates, or Fifth Third Bank. The participants' opinions are based on information they consider reliable, but neither Provide, its affiliates, nor Fifth Third Bank warrant its completeness or accuracy and should not be relied upon as such. This content is for informational purposes and does not constitute the rendering of legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or other professional services by Provide or any of its affiliates. Please consult with appropriate professionals related to your individual circumstances. All lending is subject to review and approval.